In the delivery of healthcare, you don't want to worry about whether the technology will work or not. Because in a hospital setting, there's a mix of everything. Old technology, new technology and everything in between. You need to blend it all together to be able to serve patients effectively. And to do that, you need systems that operate seamlessly in the background. They can help connect the dots behind the scenes. And they also need to be able to stand on their own as a platform as well. Today, I'm at the Sydney office for Pexit and I'm speaking to Landell Archer, their Director of Healthcare Solutions, Dennis Lorist, Director of Solutions Architecture, and Steve Neville, their General Manager for Australia and New Zealand. In this episode, we talk about bridging gaps with connectivity and interoperability in health, the importance of data sovereignty and control for clients across enterprise, government, and small business, and the importance of adapting to workflows in clinical settings for optimal user and patient experience. Collaboration starts with a conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. This is Talking Health Tech with me, Peter Birch, featuring content and community about technology in healthcare. Between now and the end of June, we're conducting the 2024 Talking Health Tech audience survey. This helps us prioritize content, hone in key messages, and refine the show to make it even better. We also want to understand who the biggest cohorts of our audience are. So I'd love for you to take five or 10 minutes to have your say and complete the survey. Everyone who completes it goes in the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of THT Plus membership credits to put towards a membership for yourself as an individual or to help get the word out about your company. The link to complete the survey is in the show notes of this episode or just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey. I don't think I've recorded on the water before, so I can tick this one off as well. Um, did you want to give a bit more context where we are firstly? Yeah, well, this is our, um, our Sydney office, our headquarters in, uh, in Australia, right on the harbour. Not a bad place to have it. But firstly, introduce yourselves a little bit more. Tell us who you are and, and what you're doing here. Yeah, I'm the uh, Director of Solutions Architecture for PECSIP for uh, Asia Pacific. So I'm, I'm the techie in the conversation. <laughs> and your name is? My name is Dennis Loris. <laughs> <laughs> we always forget that part. <laughs> um, I'm Landell Archer. I am the Director of Healthcare Solutions at PECSIP. I'm Steve Neville. I'm the General Manager for PECSIP in Australia and New Zealand. Amazing. So it's great to have um, different perspectives in this conversation as well. And we'll get to, you know, learn a bit more about what you're doing in Australia and potentially abroad too in health and other industries. But give us a bit more context um, about firstly what PEXIT is and who is it for and the problem itself? I, I think we, we sort of try and look after three areas. I mean, historically in, in healthcare, there's, we focused on the video element of the telehealth component. And there's been years of historical technologies that have come and gone. And what we've made a decision to do is take those older technologies and continue to connect them with the newer technologies, new emerging technologies, so that people don't have to worry about the technology when they have a video call. They just simply use the technology of their choice and uh, have their call, whether it's for internal use or the, the, the burgeoning component right now is uh, B2C or patient, you know, GP to patient ele- elements there. So we're seeing a huge growth in that, that area. But we, we do all that heavy lifting of the interoperability part that, um, you know, sometimes it's easy to start from scratch and have, have nothing. And, but we've made a decision to take their old technologies and merge them with the new emerging technologies. From a technical point of view and, you know, connecting with those existing infrastructures and doing new things as well, obviously that's going to keep you busy on the technical side. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of customers that really, I guess, massage our technology to, to customize it to their needs. 
And, you know, technically speaking, the basis of our technologies is all about transcoding. So we terminate the media and the signaling for every inbound call, whether it's a web browser, whether it's Teams, whether it's a video conferencing hardware device. And we speak the language of the of, of those components, mix it all together and send back what that technology of the endpoint understands. To Steve's point, providing interoperability is is really at the at the core of sort of what we do on our platform. And thinking then from a who within a healthcare setting would would know and see Pexit? Is it the frontline healthcare workers? Is it the kind of back of staff people that are that are hiding in the in the in the shadows doing technical things? What what's the kind of um, visibility of Pexit on the on the front line, let's say? Yeah, so clinicians would be really familiar with it, I think, um, particularly in New South Wales or, you know, in Australia, we're looking at New South Wales and Queensland and Tasmania Health. They'd be familiar with using PEXIT for um, particular urgent care scenarios, for example. Um, telehealth managers would be really familiar with it as well because they're the ones who are in charge of, you know, making sure that people can get into these calls and using the right technology for the, for the right um, use case, I guess. So they'd be really familiar with it. Um, patients won't know. Patients just get a web, uh, you know, a, a, a web link that they can click on, and then then sort of march through how to get into the call. So, Pexit's not a huge brand. I mean, we're a company that's headquartered in Oslo, and it sits in the background, like the technology sits in the background of a lot of solutions. So, one of the biggest healthcare telehealth solutions in the world is called um, VA Video Connect. And that's by the Department of Veterans Affairs in the US. And PEXIP is the backbone to that. Right. Yeah. So people in the know, they know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's not something that, you know, a lot of patients or a lot of GPs would be familiar with yet. Not just healthcare? Is, is healthcare one particular industry that you're operating in? Oh, no. no we, we operate uh, in all industries globally. So, you know, some of our large organisations around the world include NATO, uh, European Union, uh, major defence organisations, even locally our own Prime Minister and Cabinet, as an example. So, you know, a lot of these organisations also focus on the, the secure aspect of conferencing. So, you know, data protection and data sovereignty is really important to a lot of government agencies, significantly more so these days in, in Europe for government agencies, yeah. uh, banks globally. So, all different industries use the technology as the backbone for for connecting incompatible video technologies, but we're also a video platform. So you, you, you can connect and use our platform to, to host your, your meetings, but every industry is, is using our technology. I would suspect, you know, these, the, the needs for interoperability and connectivity and, and being seamless and behind the scenes, all those technical components would be pretty consistent across industries, or do you see similarities, trends, or how is healthcare different to, to other, you know, um, verticals that you might service? Solution really um, solves the problem of um, uh, government to citizen or business to consumer uh, in a way that allows the, say, in healthcare setting, uh, clinicians, for example, uh, are quite familiar with the, you know, the desktop video conferencing devices, the hardware machines with, with, with cameras built in, and they're quite comfortable conducting you know, clinical consults with that device. The, the citizen or the patient doesn't necessarily have access to any of that. So the ability to Provide healthcare in a setting where it's it's comfortable for the clinician as well as for the patient. I think is is key, and that's where the interoperability really comes into it. Web browser to a SIP or H three two three device. That's where it's at. 
I think it's also important that, uh, you know, from the end user perspective, the technology should be transparent. It should be just like making any telephone call or, or, or any other video technology type of thing. So it should be transparent to them. But the other thing from a from a healthcare workflow is, uh, especially for state government run, which was where we're in most state government agencies here, data sovereignty is super important. And so we uh, have an application that remains within their environment, which that then allows them to have complete control. So that, that part's really important. We're also building uh, specific workflows for healthcare environments. Mm. Uh, we do also do integrations directly to things like Epic to take the capability of scheduling a, a call within Epic straight onto our platform. Uh, we're in conversations with other technologies that also provide uh, like CRM type t- technologies. Uh, and video is, the video element is just a subset of the telehealth workflow. Mm. And so that's that's the part that we play. We're not we, we can be, but we don't have to be just the ultimate telehealth platform. We're a sub- subset of digital workflow. And the thing with COVID that's, that's changed everything is, is telehealth or, or video consultation is now the norm. And, and so we've, everybody has seen a significant increase in the use of technology for, you know, a GP or clinician to, to, uh, to patient. You know, one of the really important things there is, is security. Data security is really, really important. Uh, there's a lot of tools, technologies and tools out there that uh, point functions, but it, it's how do you integrate back to the existing workflows for the state government run applications that the larger, you know, the interoperability, not just on the video element, but the interoperability on, on those data platforms as well. The Talking Health Tech podcast has evolved a lot over the years, all based on audience feedback. Now I need your help. Yes, you to shape the future of this show. Between now and the end of June, we're running our biggest campaign to date in order to understand what makes the global healthcare ecosystem tick. Last time we ran our Talking Health Tech audience survey, we learnt 40% of our audience are clinicians, 77% of our audience tune in for professional development and market awareness, 8% of people listen to Talking Health Tech for competitor profiling, and only 2% of people listen to the podcast to fall asleep. And this time around, I can't wait to find out about your preferences for audio versus video content, which topics we should dive into more preferences for hosts and formats and geographical reach and so much more. And don't worry, we'll be sharing all the insights once all the responses are collected as well. So if you're a supporter of Talking Health Tech and you can spare five or 10 minutes, please complete our 2024 audience survey. And to say thanks for your input, everyone who completes the survey goes into the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of credits towards THT Plus membership. Go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey or the links in the show notes of this episode as well. That sounds really important. And obviously in healthcare too, we always talk about interoperability and, and partnering with other platforms and, and you know, working behind the scenes. But, um, you know, it's, as I understand, it's, it, it stands on its own as well too, right? Yeah, so um, I originally started working with PEXA about five, six years ago when I was at a partner organisation. New South Wales Health had gone kind of um, statewide on providing PEXA to all of their LHDs. And recently we got to go out and visit some of those clients and we're in North Sydney LHD and they had this beautiful solution that they'd whipped up themselves using the technology. And it was very, very simple. And it was really like a very nice user experience, which, you know, I'm really big on. So what they had developed was a QR code that they then gave to 32 aged care facilities in the region, as well as um, paramedics. And the whole idea was that they wanted those aged care facilities and the paramedics to be able to assess a patient 
and call in. So do a video call into, you know, the clinical nurse specialist within the hospital and try and avoid taking that resident, that, that, that person, that patient into an emergency department. So where they could get access to telehealth, urgent care via PEXIP, just by scanning a QR code, um, it brings them into that meeting with the clinical nurse specialist. Hopefully they can get their issue sorted out over that telehealth call or it's an active triage. So if they can't get it sorted out of that telehealth call, then they can, you know, move on into, you know, the next steps to take someone to hospital. So in that way, that that particular service, I- improving patient outcomes because the residents are getting care um, urgently. So if it's a urinary tract infection, they're getting the antibiotics that they need from a telehealth call. They're not having to go and be moved into an emergency department and transported around. It's an improved patient experience because it's really simple for the end users. So a an aged care facility to use a tablet, to scan a QR code, to get them into a meeting. There's no need to download apps. There's no need to um, you know, worry about big video conferencing systems or anything like that. At the far end, the clinicians are really well set up so they can have all of their you know, schmick video conferencing devices to do their thing. But on the patient end, they can really use any device to get into it. So, um, and we saw really better, like a lot better clinical uh, clinician experience as well, I suppose, because you're not overburdening the emergency departments with cases that don't need to be there. Mm. So, and and we're trying to actually, one of the things that they shared with us was that the, they're actually getting to the aged care facilities and avoiding that ambulance um, being actually called there because they can they can provide care to the resident and there is no need for the ambulance transport. It's just such a big win and it's just the PEXIT platform straight out of the box and people understanding how they can use it and tweak it for their own kind of yeah. use case. To that point, I was going to ask, you know, there's, there's definitely uh, benefit and power in being a platform that can be tailored to different use cases, whether it's in a, in a hospital setting or aged care and it's one that can be tailored to, you know, a, a particular clinical setting. While at the same time, you give someone too much flexibility and a, and a platform too much kind of wiggle room, you can create these kind of workflows and, and things that are patched onto each other that end up being a rod for their own back. So, and I guess from a, a technical side too, it'd be really easy if everything was just out of the box and this is how it is and, and one size fits all. But how do you find that balance, I guess, from a technical side and, and also from a user, user perspective as well? You know, finding that balance between being customizable and plugging into different bits and pieces, but doing that in a scalable way. And, and also giving, finding that balance between being customizable and um, giving best in breed type technology. It's a very good point. The, the product is a bit like a Swiss army knife. It can mm. do many things. Um, Landell's spoken quite a bit about the clinical use of the platform, which is, um, which is awesome. And, you know, my family have even used it um, um, in, in a clinical setting. So quite proud that, you know, we're a consumer of what we're, what we're helping to build here. But also on a, on a corporate sense for, for uh, these healthcare agencies, we perform a very important function where we are a platform that can host, say, admin meetings, for example, um, for the corporate size, side of healthcare. We provide the interoperability between what's quite common now is Microsoft Teams and the video conferencing endpoints that the departments sort of have had for many years. Um, and it's, and it's, quite a simple function it's it's you book a teams meeting and you book the room that you want to sit in to to actually participate in and there's a little join button on the on the touch panel and the same platform 
that provides the clinical workflows, provides the you know the corporate functionality as well in terms of interoperability and hosting the video conferences. So there's quite a bit of out of the box functionality that doesn't require a lot of customization and serves a purpose to its intended use. Um, so as not to confuse users. Um, to Landell's point, um, you know a lot of the users of the technology don't really know what's powering it. Um, mm. And I think that's part of the, I guess, the beautifulness of, of the product, yeah, right? The beautifulness. <laughs> if that's a word. Um, because it's hidden. It's like the yeah. hero behind the, behind the curtain. We also learn over time uh, functions and features that healthcare require, and we're starting to build those functions and features specifically for healthcare in the product, so it, it becomes out of the box, healthcare functions and features. Um, we've got a whole design application that we're putting uh, you know, the lipstick on top of the engine, if you like, uh, we're working on a whole bunch of functions and features that are there, but we're trying to make it as much out of the box as possible, but give some additional customizations, like you might want to put your own logo, your own colors, your own, own you know, slightly change some of the functions and features on, on the screen that you look and feel, but simplifying even that process rather than here's a bunch of APIs and you build it from scratch. So you can go from all the way from taking it and building your own full application, which is what, you know, veteran affairs have done overseas, all the way to just take it straight out of uh, straight out of the box or, you know, adding just a couple of key functions. Uh, Queensland Health have just added basic functionality on top of ours. So it's it's that full spectrum of how do you want to use it and how does it fit within your particular workflow? One of the things that drew me in, um, and, you know, I've spent 15 years um, in working with the healthcare sector, health tech sector, and I always come back to, yeah, there's the technology part, but there's also the people and I guess the company around that technology. In health in particular, you're really looking for that kind of sweet spot of company that you can work with, that you can rely on. So they're bigger, big enough to have really reliable technology and be really good at the boring stuff like, you know, reliability of video and having all of those kind of tick boxes around security and more than a tick box, having it at their heart. You know, it's not just bolted on after being, you know, a fast startup. So you're looking for that sort of stuff, but you're also looking for like the right size where you can still call them and you can get answers on support and you can get response rather than like, you know, the really big end of town that you you might be using their services, but you're not really getting any kind of support from them directly. So I, what I really like, you know, Pexip is a, is a relatively small organization with about 400 staff worldwide. So it's still a global organization big enough to have some, you know, meat on the bones with the technology and the people who are there, but also um, really passionate people who cover like multiple jobs. So they're like right into actually supporting the customers that they serve. So you can have the best technology, but I think it's that kind of that, that people sense around it that's really attractive as well. And having that that understanding and ethos around, you know, knowing, you know, seeing We've had discussions before, Landell, you know, directly on the podcast and at summits and, and your passion for, for good user design and, and the, the, the patient centricity point is, is really important too. And this, um, thinking then about healthcare systems, uh, people with, with problems to be solved, like who's, who's the ideal kind of, whether it's, is it a large public hospital system? Is it in, you know, different HHSs, is it small clinics like within the healthcare sector in particular? Who should be getting in touch with Pexip and, and when should they be, be doing that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for us, it's the power of and. Uh, we, we have great technology that supports the clinician to patient, but the end part is 
And we also provide the capability to take the older technologies and previous technologies used within the, the larger state government-run organisations mm. and make them compatible with each other so that they take advantage of the newer, new emerging technologies that come in. So it's NGP and internal and future stuff. It's not just, you know, if you go back three or four years ago, some of the technology that's used today wasn't there three or four years. So it's incumbent upon us to keep our technology up to date to connect within with technology and choices that are coming down two, three, four, five years down the tech, uh, down the road so that as an end user and, and as a large organisation, you focus on what's important to you, delivery of health outcomes, not the technology behind it that actually connects into whatever it is that you're, you're trying to deliver. And and that that is all about streamlining and simplifying the connectivity of your choice with getting health outcomes. Mm. And so so for us, the, the right people that we talk to are, are probably the end component, which is probably the state government type organizations. So would we speak to a, a directly to a, a GP? Probably not. Would we talk to uh, one of the larger organizations, uh, state governments? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the private uh, aged care facilities? Absolutely. But it, it's those people who have got, what we do is complex. And yeah. so we're, we're, we're simplifying the complex with yeah, previous decisions and new new decisions. That's, yeah. that's the power of what we do. Unpacking that a little bit more than thinking about, you know, Complex situations. I know with myself, there's with, with with big problems to solve. There's usually a lot of inertia, and it's sometimes better the devil you know. And it's like, well, you know, am I just trading off one set of problems for another? How how do you go from one point of just doing nothing, which can sometimes feel like a safer option, to actually doing something about a situation that you know needs to be addressed and and starting a conversation? Is it just about coming down to your lovely office and sitting by the water and having a chat or what's the... What's well, that's a great start to come down to the office and then there's, there's nothing wrong with the office. <laughs> yeah, no decision is, is sometimes uh, is the easiest decision, but you know, is it the right decision? Is it the right decision for you internally, for your users and, and for the patients? And, and you can start small. You can just say, hey, we've got this workflow and we just, we, we just want, just start slow, just add one extra functionality. And then all of a sudden you're starting to uh, enable different connectivity to different workflows. Uh, you, you don't have to be the big bang, which is remove everything, start from scratch, and away you go. Because that that's big and scary. And and the larger the organisation, that's time, that's budget, that's a project, and that that just takes too long. Just we we can come in, add additional functionality, just get things working between each other, and then move from there. And, and in fact, that's how we probably start most of our conversations, which is let's let's un- untangle the spaghetti internally, and then build that functionality. So once we get that platform going, we that, then you can add new connectivity, you know, uh, things like wearable technologies so that it's like it's the same platform, but how do I take wearable technologies and connect them in and enable that that technology to be deployed within the healthcare environment? How do I put cameras and microphones in, in ambulances and now and then make an ambulance part of the connectivity back to a healthcare environment? How do I put technology into health uh, aged care environments? How do I take wearable technologies and, and then uh, take data and information from those and, and connect them back into the base platform? And then base, that base platform connects into databases and other applications that sit behind it. So you can start small. You don't have to go big bang. And I think one of the things we haven't really spoken about here is, is a, lot of, a lot of these features are very important, but sometimes you're forced to scale those to a very large yeah, magnitude, really. Like uh, COVID, for instance, sort of forced everyone to go home, um, but clinical care couldn't just stop, right? Mm. Um, so some of these these organisations and um, state based health providers had to scale their implementations like massively to to cater for the sheer numbers of consults. Having a product that is virtualized um, and sort of scalable 
both on-prem and into private clouds sort of allowed these um, organizations to do that uh, when COVID hit, which is pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah, which was like New South Wales, for example, was about 60,000 calls a month at its peak. But you've got Veterans Affairs in the States that we've talked about. They they do 40,000 calls a day, so 200,000 calls a week. I mean, it's just insane numbers that you can get. And I think that's the hard part because you can look at really um, feature-rich new startups that you know look excellent as soon as you're trying to scale them to any big degree, it, it, it can fall over. So you do need some of that grunt infrastructure that's really reliable behind it and, mm. and, and you get that kind of workflow from going really well. Even the veteran affairs in, environment, it's, um, it's powerful that our technology supports it and sad at the same time that there's 40,000 consults every day going of course, on. right. You know? yeah. and, but it's also quite proud. You know, we're, we're quite proud to be part of something that's actually enabling and supporting health outcomes. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's something you can wake up to every day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I mean, I think it's a great story hearing the demonstrated, you know, capability already, the good size of the organization and the, the, the breadth and the, the experience of, of dealing with, with tricky problems in healthcare. So we'll make sure the details for, for PECSIP, they're of course on the Talking Health Tech website as THT Plus members and uh, in the show notes of the episode for people to, to get in touch, come down by the water, have a chat with the seagulls that made a good appearance in this episode <laughs> and uh, yeah, like uh, start that conversation and, and get those small wins. So uh, appreciate your time. Great. Thank Thanks you very much. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you made it this far, you're the perfect person that I want to hear from. Our THT Plus audience survey is now open until the end of June, and I personally read every submission. In fact, if you leave a comment in the survey that you heard this promotion in a podcast episode, I promise I'll reply directly to you by email with a personal note of thanks. And I'll even buy you a coffee next time I see you in person. It's pretty easy. Just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey and have your say. For more content and community about technology and healthcare, visit talkinghealthtech.com.